Welcome back to the Brick by Brick podcast. I'm Ben, and I'm here again with John Erico, the one and only. John, how's it going today? It's great. We're missing Ryan. Missing but, him. Um, yeah. And I miss him deeply. It's always a little hole in my heart. Yeah, we're he's, not he's about five miles away, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but still, literally, physically, there's too much of a distance. Yeah. I've actually, both John and Ryan were gone separately on individual trips uh, in the last three weeks. So it really had been almost a month since we had once again been united. I leaned on Michael in that time. Well, as we all do, and he's a he's a great shoulder. He's a very um, sturdy, built, shoulder. sturdy shoulder. And he'd be my gosh, to hear us say it. Well, you know, he's very strong. So, well, speaking of sturdy shoulders, one may be able to make a crazy jump and say that the building departments of many municipalities are the steady shoulders which hold municipality after municipality together. I don't really know where I'm going with this. Yeah, I, I have a lot to say about this topic. I think maybe we'll I'll we'll avoid uh, using the names of specific building departments just fair. to protect their uh, what have you. But um, what I what we were thinking before is it would be great to relate some stories about working with building departments, particularly in the New Jersey area, maybe as a way both for entertainment's sake, but also to illustrate the the process of working with these building departments. Because thinking about the construction process, if you're someone getting into real estate you will have to work with the building departments or the construction departments or whatever you want to call them of, of a municipality that you're working in. And um, that can sometimes be among the most daunting tasks that you can encounter. For me, coming into this, that was one of the things I dreaded the most, working with the building departments, inspections, permits, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We've talked about it a little bit in previous episodes, but I think we can go deep and tell some very funny and hopefully informative stories. But I'm I'm ready to go. I'm right, like a let's do carbonated it. beverage, you know, <laughs> ready to ready to explode ready to on this topic. What an analogy. So, well, you know. Um, I, I think, yeah, sorry, you go first. Well, what, what I wanted to say is a little bit of background. So if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that uh, Ryan and I, Ryan, who's normally on this podcast, run a construction company that Ben works for. We work with Ben and other people in it. And what we do is, it's called Liberty Hudson Construction in the North Jersey area. And what we do is uh, a lot of uh, rehabs and gut renovations of our own projects and sometimes third-party projects, meaning other clients. And New Jersey, if you're not from the area, is very unique in, I think, the whole country for the sheer number of municipalities that exist in New Jersey. Uh, I mean, I, I live in uh, Bergen County, and Bergen County alone has dozens and dozens of municipalities. Each of them have maybe 10, 15, 5,000 people that live in them. And each municipality in New Jersey generally has their own building department, their own construction department. They might share inspectors, they might do whatever, but just as a prerequisite, Every time you want to work in a city, you have to comply with that city's particular laws and work with that city's particular building construction department. So we've worked with many of them around New Jersey. One thing I'll say is um, I think uh, the the strength of a, a city's building department is a reflection on the city oftentimes. So oftentimes cities that have the worst building departments, and by worst I mean most difficult to work with, longest delays, um, craziest demands, are correspondingly the cities that are the worst off. I mean, they're not, you know, they might have some economic challenges. They might have, and obviously these are correlated too, but it, it can say a lot about a city for me going into their building department and seeing how they run it. That says a lot about the city right there and then. Absolutely. I think it's it's sort of the same way that people sometimes say that you want to get a reflection of the company. You look from the bottom up. Because naturally, I think the people at the bottom will, their behavior will reflect 
the way they're treated, the way that the, the, the operation runs, and so on and so forth. So obviously, John uh, describes this, and he's, again, had a, a lot longer time in this business and with this particular uh, section of the business than I have. But one of my main roles uh, with John and Ryan has been working with building departments. And I think that the process overall is an interesting one, in, in part, as John alludes to, because there's a there's a there's there's just an arbitrary nature, uh, mm-hmm. uh, kind of malaise that surrounds the whole thing. Because first of all, every municipality- It's like a black box, as I feel. That's, that's a perfect- a, yeah. A, yeah, black, Would Pandora's box also be? Is that- and Sometimes it can that, be like that. Is yeah. that apropos? Is that it, also the- It's apropos. Apropos? Yeah. That's very sagacious. I see the uh, <laughs> oh, sage hen in there. Oh my God. I'll please say that again. Pitcher strong. Um, so it's funny because every- building department, just like every different municipality, is going to have different regulations, different expectations, different fees, you know, uh, different standards, et cetera. And so I think what you learn very early on as you go in is not only to be ready uh, not to necessarily have to, or to be able to use a carbon copy of things you've done in the past with other building departments, but also be to be ready to deal with a myriad of different types of personalities. Right. Um, because not only can your relationship, I believe, from the ladies in the front to the main building inspector in the back, very much affect the timeline of your work. By extension, it can also severely affect your budget. And so this yeah. is not, even though we're going to have some funny stories, this is a very, very serious part of, of how you develop and, and invest in it is, and, it, and it's an intimidating part too, because I think, you know, mostly the people that go through these building departments, the, the you know, uh, people that the building department deals with are contractors. They are plumbers, electricians, general contractors, and they will expect you to know a lot of information about how not only the general process goes, but often about their specific process. And they'll find it offensive if you don't know. So maybe one city will require that I always have to submit a survey if I do a certain type of project. Survey being someone comes out, does a little drawing of the bounds of the the land, and maybe I need that because I'm doing some particular type of of thing. How other cities won't require that. But if I go to a city and they say, oh, um, you know, say we throw in a permit and they say, where's the survey? It'll be offensive to them. They don't have it. I don't know. How am I supposed to know that? Right. So yeah, point being, if if you're like a novice or you're someone who doesn't interact with these people all the time, it's going to be very intimidating for you to go into these offices because they're going to have all these expectations about what you're supposed to do and who you're supposed to be and who you're supposed to talk to and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I agree. And and it's funny. We'll, we'll get into this a little bit, I think, towards the end of the episode, but I even have like styles of how I go in. So mm-hmm. with certain departments that that tend to not care as much uh, about like you having your permit number right away and your address right away, you take what I call the building department voice. Joanne, hi, how are you? Oh, it's, it's Ben. Uh, oh, the property is so-and-so and so on and so forth. But there are some departments also we're talking about who want, who have no interest in doing the pleasantries, mm. who I go and, okay, our address is X, Y, and Z. Permit number is this. Here's what we're looking to do. And so there's sort of this balance between what John just talked about, which is sort of a, a kind of a, an unfortunate expectation on their point and a frustration, by the way, because of how much nonsense they likely deal with yeah. on an everyday basis, combined with the real people aspect of it, that people uh, in different building departments are going to uh, approach their job and you, by extension, in different ways. Yeah. So let me, before we dive into the specifics uh, or, or story time, if you will, let me give like an overview. So if, if you're doing construction work, particularly, uh, we'll speak to New Jersey. It's similar in, in different states, but different, you know, levels of regulation. I would say New Jersey, the building departments are the most 
the most, uh, they have the most authority. They do the most stuff. So if you're in New Jersey, um, normally what you do is you have some permits. So the permits, um, there are different trades um, that you will need to get essentially information from to do work. So say you're redoing a bathroom in your house, the you know correct legal way to do it is to get a permit from your general contractor. Uh, to, to go to your general contractor, he'll get information from himself or herself uh, as the sort of building side. That's one trade, quote unquote, building. There's another trade, the electrical trade, electrician. So normally if you're redoing a bathroom, you're probably also going to need to redo some electrical work. So you need to get um, uh, essentially that person to fill out some portion of the permit, the electrician. You're also going to need the plumber um, because again, in a bathroom, you're going to have that. So you need to have that person fill out a portion of the permit. You'll need to have most likely, possibly, um, uh, fire, which is its own sort of thing. Oftentimes the electrician will fill that out as well. And then if you're doing uh, HVAC work, you might need a separate form uh, or sheet to fill that out as well an HVAC, um, you know, licensed HVAC contractor. And all these people need to be licensed. So you need a licensed um, general contractor, which does the building part, a licensed electrician, plumber, HVAC, et cetera. <laughs> and so just compiling the information for the permit is going to be a process because you need to get, they need to fill out a form. They need to give you a stamp or stamp your form. They might need to give you a copy of their license or their insurance or whatever else. So by the time you get to the building department to submit all this stuff, you have probably spent a good several days running around. Maybe you have to give deposits to certain people, maybe to this. If, if you're the general contractor, like in our case, um, you might have plans depending on the scope of what you're doing. So you have a bunch of stuff that you give to the building department. And I would say oftentimes that is not correct. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look, and, and so just, just so you, I mean, look, a lot of these things I'm going to list now are said right on the, the sheet, but other expectations will be you put down the property address, the worksite address, uh, uh, your contractor will be responsible for this, but I'll just say it in case you're doing the work, you know, a Fed ID number, the contractor's license, all these things, the jargon there, your GC is responsible for, but if you're doing the work, it's something to keep in mind. And generally what happens is when you go to the building department and you hand it in, you generally uh, hand in your permits with a set of plans. And these things are reviewed. If you're uh, doing a bigger job. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, kitchen. Exactly. You don't need it. Uh, so when you hand it in, the person at the front desk will generally take it. They'll review to make sure everything is properly filled out uh, according to the work. Another aspect that's actually really important on the sheet is the way that you describe the work, because generally speaking, in the building department's ver uh, varieties of systems, uh, that is what they base uh, future questions off of. So for example, if you go in and need to change a contractor or have a zoning question, they're referring back to a specific description that you may have written down or your contractor may have written down a month ago. So it's important. Yeah. Sorry. No, I, I don't mean to cut you up. But one thing that I want to touch about the description of work, which I think is, uh, is amazing is, uh, so I, I uh, coming from you should always say a liberal arts background. Uh, I would assume <laughs> when someone says, please describe the work that you're going to do, and there's a little area to describe it, you would describe it in quite verbose terms. Yes. You would say, I'm going to, you know, uh, do this in the kitchen. I'm going to put this in. I'm going to put this in. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to put in new lights. I'm going to do this. In. What, what oftentimes building departments are looking for is like a single sentence, That's like right. renovate home per plans period. Maybe they might also require additional sentences depending on the building department, what you're doing, but that's the scope of the work. So when you submit something to a building department, you have a sheet, a set of plans. The plans are the most important because they're going to show the existing conditions and then the proposed conditions. Correct. And then what you write is basically like, I'm going to follow the plans. <laughs> yeah. so. Well, that's what I always find so funny. Cause the other day, John and I, 
we're at a building department. We really should give funny names to them, but I can't think of them on the spot. Um, we're at a building department and the one of the issues that I was having, it's funny now, it wasn't frankly funny for me at the time, was that <laughs> we were applying on a new permit for some work uh, uh, that we wanted to do on the back of a home we were working on. Is that vague mm-hmm. enough? I think sure. it is. And the, the issue began with the fact, the wider issue was that they accidentally had an old copy of the plan still attached to the copy on file. So we were saying one thing, but the old copy was saying another. But what was even funnier was, uh, this is a description story, What was that, that the, whoever had taken it, they're not supposed to edit anything to do with the description of work, the building department, that is when they accept a a permit request form. But whoever had done it had basically gone through the plans themselves and just decided to add to our description of work. So there was like three, John, actually, you weren't here at the the time for this part, but there were like three other things (laughs) described on their file. And I'm here pointing to the description of work, which as John denoted is like, build a home (laughs) according to the plans you see in front of you but there's like these three other things that just don't even exist and then they were accusing you they're like well you already said you're going to do it what what are you talking about (laughs) no the the key is i again i I want us to talk more about the process itself first but like to that point i really believe these it's true of of everything in a customer service business but these people are used to dealing can I say asshole? It's a podcast with assholes and with with people who just treat them like crap the lowest common denominator of people in this industry. Exactly. And so I would say this, well, as a person uh, who, again, as we said in previous podcasts, likes to try to use common human empathy when we talk about a relationship. A person who is not an asshole. And not an asshole. um, I would say just do this out of the goodness of your heart, but at bare minimum, if you want to do it out of self-interest, treat these people with respect because they will repeat it in kind. And by the way, you're going to be working hypothetically with these people a lot. And trust me, if you are mean or rude or nasty, they will remember. If they remember nothing about- Even even if they're mean or rude or nasty to you. the which they I, will be. The, the thing been. I always think about is like, even if they have no idea how to do their jobs, like I, they can't remember how to do their jobs, they'll remember the mean or nasty thing you did to yeah. them. So just remember that when there's well, a getting into doing their job. I, what I love is, yeah. um, you know, so we'll, we'll get into a yeah. building department in particular in the local area mm-hmm. um, that I'm, you know, have interactions with. So in the building department, there are different people that work there. There's usually the head building inspector who sometimes is like a political figure or something like that. And then there are people below that uh, person who are like the sub code officials, like the electrician guy and the plumbing guy and this and that. And there people, might be people below them who are kind of like random run of the mill inspectors. And then there are people that work at the office who are sort of like uh, secretary-like people who work for the building department. And in some building departments, the secretary-like people have a lot of knowledge because they've been working at the building department for a long time. And they'll do what Ben implied before, which is that they'll look through your permit and say, it's okay, it's not okay, whatever. In other building departments, those people have no knowledge. And they are truly secretaries and they will answer no question. They have no information to give you. And actually that's okay because I would expect that they're not specifically trained in this job. bad information. Well, so that's the last point. Then there are other building departments, I'm thinking one in particular, where the secretaries will tell you, oh, well, here's what you have to do. Here's all this information that I have. And it's totally wrong. I mean, it's like not even... You know, in the ballpark. Like not even the ballpark. And then you'll you'll they'll submit a permit or whatever they'll do. They'll waste a bunch of time of your own time. And then they'll, you know, a week later or two weeks later or three weeks later, the actual person who looks at it will get back to you and say, what the... 
F is this, you know, because it has no correspondence to whatever. And you say, oh, no, no, the, you know, the person in the front told me to do that. And they'd be like, oh, uh, you know. Exactly. <laughs> and they're like, I never spoke to them. I don't you know, know who I don't know what you're talking is, about, you know? right? It's, it's, <laughs> it's funny you say that, too, because uh, another thing I was going to say to finish the story about the last a building department, mm -hmm. uh, was, uh, that one of the things that you can do sometimes, uh, to clarify is if there is an opportunity to do so preemptively, or if they offer it up to you, take meetings with the relevant party. So John mentioned the fact that like, there's somebody who's obviously a main building inspector, a main electrical inspector, a main fire, yeah. et cetera, subcode officials. Sub yeah. officials. Um, so I would always suggest when you call, if you have specific questions relating to those issues in the permit to ask for those officials. And also like in the case of this, this, uh, thing we had where the description of work, uh, was hijacked at the end of that session, we had been very friendly together as, as, as kind of odd as the situation was. And they offered us the opportunity to meet with the head of zoning. Mm -hmm. So we said, of course we will. And we took that meeting, clarified everything and, and all was right as rain. So, yeah. you know, I, I would say that clarity is key and don't be afraid to ask questions as long as you know what you're doing. <laughs> don't be afraid to ask questions, but often, so oftentimes my, but don't give yourself away. <laughs> <laughs> My, you know, what I do when I go to the building department is that say they're giving me a hard time, giving you a hard time, whatever. And because it's, we didn't fill out the permits, right? I'm thinking about another building department uh, here in the local area. I think you weren't there last week, I think. Um, and uh, we were trying to put in a permit to repair, do some repairs. And, um, you know, we said, uh, I think you spent the permit. And they said, I don't know, this is all wrong. You, you wrote the wrong thing in the description. And so the question is, I think your question was, what's the right thing? What do I write? And then I don't think that answer was ever really conveyed to you. I think you met with a subcode person and you were like, can I write this? He's like, ah, whatever. I don't So, you know, the, the thing is, my attitude is like, all I want to do is give you what you, what want. you want. Just tell me what <laughs> Just it is. tell me what you want. I'll write whatever you want. I'll write whatever you want. You know, you want me to write this, you want me to write that, you need this, you need this. Just tell me what it I is. I will do right? anything for this permit. Just anything. <laughs> right. And that's the most frustrating thing is that they won't, yeah. no one has any knowledge of it, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like they it's don't, so it, it's, it's very frustrating because they don't know what's going on. But um, so I will say this to, to go back to the process for a second. So generally, it'll go through a review period. So most building departments, I can't speak for all of them, but I would imagine most um, review it uh, uh, segment by segment. So one building department we were recently working with, this was really funny. Uh, it was in probably still in building review or no, it was in zoning, zoning. and yeah. it had been almost a month and I'd like tried to check in and left messages and they hadn't come there back. There are state laws that say that they only have a certain amount of time. I know that those are followed, yeah. but hypothetically you only have like whatever it is, a couple days, a week, two weeks to review the permits. So we, we were actually at, in New Haven because we just closed on a property up there and and I called them and finally I got the person on the phone and she goes, oh, like, what are you calling about? And I said, oh, this property, you know, we've, you know, been waiting three weeks since we've gotten in the permit. Um, where are we in the process? Um, because I was told for some context, I was told it was in zoning like two or three weeks prior. Mm -hmm. And she goes, oh, she pauses for a second. Clearly first time she's ever heard of it, looks it up. Again, something that's been sitting on the desk for that long and goes, oh, it was right on my next stack of things to look at. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> what is it's it? just like, what are, the what, odds? Are, what are the odds? You know, of course, you all, you know, you at home know what's going on in that situation, but you're very, nice. oh, fantastic. I'm really looking forward to hearing back from you, you know, later today or tomorrow. But the point being that the, the bureaucracy, the building departments are bureaucracy in the sort of worst form that you imagine. Um, and so just be prepared for stuff like that. Things fall through the cracks. Uh, people, you know, 
uh, as John just alluded to, will tell you very specifically things that you need to do. And then when you come in saying, hey, I did exactly what you needed to do, they say, nobody ever told you to do that. Um, but from a process standpoint, so so in that instance, it got caught up in zoning. When we finally got through zoning, I think then it went to, to either building or plumbing and then electric and then fire and so on and so forth. And finally, uh, we were able to achieve our permits and begin our work. Well, but- I want to underpin your story, which uh, is actually amazing. And uh, you didn't even realize it, but the building department, when you called them, they picked up the phone. Ah, that's now a that, big thing. Now that is, uh, <laughs> let's just start right there because, you know, oftentimes the building departments are going, the phone number, it'll be busy, be disconnected, it'll just ring a bunch of times, don't ever pick up. I think a building department in particular, I recall you calling dozens of times, right? And, and maybe I wish I could say the name because <laughs> it's really, it's, it's almost bad enough where it's worth saying it. But this is the same, this is my favorite. I know we keep getting sidetracked with the stories, but I think the greatest in a nutshell, the thing that describes like incompetent bureaucracy better than anything is this story with a specific building department on a job that we were just the contractors for. And uh, we're taking over as contractors on the job. And this is one of the building departments John's referring to that never picks up the phone. And I go in and, and you know, this was a couple of months ago and, and John had told me, oh, just copy over what's on, which is well, what... Okay. So even before we get there, so to change... Contracts okay, yes. to change license contracts is another thing that sometimes happens in building apartments. There is, I would say, no process. It depends on the city, it depends on the municipality. In some cities, to change a contractor, you go in and you have an affidavit or a form or a, a document that says, uh, or a letter from the a owner. A letter signed by the owner, yeah. usually it says, I want to change the contractor from this person to that person, normally. Sometimes there might be an additional form that you have to fill out. Sometimes they might ask for the uh, license and insurance of the new contractors, whatever. But in this particular building department, they had a different process, right? Which is Co- correct. So, so in essence, they essentially just wanted you to copy over everything from. So, so naturally, in, in a given project, a general contractor has a number of subs. Not all the time, but a lot of the so time. So, what we were talking about before, like the plumbing, the exactly. So, in so. this case, right, we since we as the general contractors also have our subs. In essence, we just had to copy over because we weren't changing the scope of work at all, which is actually key. So, all we literally had to do was copy the description of work and pricing from that to the next one, yeah. including the stamps. Uh, and even, signatures even though, of our subs and ourselves. Even though, to be clear, the way that we got the description of the pricing is by asking them, what, what do you have it? on file? <laughs> exactly. Because we didn't know who the previous contractor exactly. was yeah. and the owner didn't have that information. So we said, what do you have on file? They printed it out. We literally copied it by hand from their sheet of paper to our sheet of paper and gave it, and to, gave them, it to them. Except, <laughs> except, of course, I very, in a, in a, in a moment of insanity, uh, which I did not realize until after the fact. So for perspective, there are areas uh, on the on the permit form, which you can see in any building department, which talk about like quantities, and there's an area to put like a total price. So, so for, to, to the reason why those are important is that that's how building departments make money. So based on the scope of your work, the amount of money you're spending, maybe the number of outlets, the number of this, the number of that, they come up with a fee. And it's yeah. usually hundreds of thousands of dollars that's just put into the building department's coffers. So it's a revenue generating thing for the building department. And so just for perspective, when you're looking at a plumbing job or uh, of this caliber, and this was a lot of work or a building job, you know, this can be upwards of 10,000 plus dollars of work. And in this case, it was certainly thousands of dollars of work yeah. for, so for each of these. The fees are in the hundreds, many hundreds, probably thousands. Yeah, exactly. So for some reason, why was the number so low? Those were just literally okay, so, the permit fees? <laughs> okay, so, here, so here's what happens too. Um, and, and this is a game that people play and we don't play this game, but I'll, you know, it is how it is. And we, we can get into, you know, corruption, which is the uh, 
the worst side of this game. But what people will do is oftentimes uh, unscrupulous contractors will say, I know how to game the system. What I'm going to do is I, you know, maybe the building has been partially renovated, some new work, some old work, something like that. I'm going to submit a permit that says I'm doing a very limited scope, like doing one little tiny job. And then when the inspector comes in, I'll say, oh, you know, all the other stuff that you see here, that's pre-existing. Or I put in purposely older materials, like a reused wire or a reused, uh, you know, framing material to make it look like it's pre-existing, therefore making it easier for me to pass the permits. So this particular job, the previous contractors were very unscrupulous. And the actual scope of the work the electrical work was replace every wire and electrical outlet and switch and and you know everything fixture in the house everything every wire was new <laughs> which is about the most electrical work you could do in yeah. a house that's also a, that's a twenty thousand dollar job yeah, also yeah. new new electrical service new sub panel new panel everything yeah. like that but on the uh, the permit form they had replace switch that's it <laughs> for 75 dollars. for 75 dollars. <laughs> so we get the thing and uh, uh so i'm looking at the permit and i'm like wow i <laughs> this is gonna be a small problem because i walk into the building and every single piece of wire is new and but we the have the only a, thing <laughs> designated to be clear is one switch, switch for 75, <laughs> it's like replace furnace switch 75 dollars uh, so that so gives the context. Anyhow, so that's so, on the permit. So, so naturally, uh, uh, the fee for that is like five dollars <laughs> yeah, so, versus like five hundred dollars for the actual job. So we assume, like any building department would, that they would look at that and see the scope and say, "Huh, seventy-five dollars for for a full job change makes absolutely no sense." And well, it yet, makes sense for the scope of that. For the yeah, scope of the that, scope but of I that. just mean yeah, for yeah. for the project more broadly. So when I put it in, we had intended to put. <laughs> we intended to put the price that they put in. Exactly. Because we were like, well, we'll just see. I, exactly. they, already, they already got the permits approved. We'll just see what happens. So, of course, we put this in, assuming any rational person would look at that and say, okay, clearly you're not just changing one switch. Because the other scope of work was like full <laughs> right of it. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So... Well, I put it in, uh, and it was actually sort of like an accident because I, I think we, I think we had talked about it and had meant yeah. to put it closer to well, their work, if not exactly. Because like their the HVAC work. Yeah. work, I think it was, you know, replaced the HVAC, and that was like twenty five hundred dollars or more. Yeah. yeah. Although I didn't put twenty five hundred dollars. That's, so that's I put, the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I put like hundred fifty dollars again, not on purpose. So what what Ben did, I don't know, I'll explain what happened. Is okay. that. When you submit the permits, you get them back. It'll it'll show you what the fee is per subcode. So I think the HVAC work is one of the examples. Okay. The actual work, the, the the price of the work that the original contractor put down was like two thousand five hundred dollars, which is yeah. still very low, but within maybe yes, a realm yes, of conception. Yes. And the fee for that work is seventy dollars, so, <laughs> something so like that. So instead of putting the actual number of the job, I only copied over the fees. Like you copied over the raw, you put you said that the fees yeah. that we were charged were the actual <laughs> Numbers, price. Yeah. The, the price that so the in essence, the building department is receiving a permit that is literally stating that we are doing like twenty five hundred dollars worth of work for like $150, which I joke with John later. I said, they must just be in there thinking, wow, these guys are so cutting edge. Like they are taking this to the next level. And then the fee on that Uh, is like $7 and 34 cents. So we ended up paying like $8 for the entire. But but you know what my favorite part of all this? So we we do all this. So I I made that mistake on different sections. It wasn't just the, the, the HVAC where the price was much larger than the fee that I actually put. But my favorite part is some time delayed. And we thought, okay, there's no way this is right. going to be okay. And the best phone call I ever made is I call. I say, hey, I'm looking to check in on this, this permit application or the change of contractor uh, application. They go, oh, what's the permit number? Permit number. She says, oh, I found it. I said, how's it look? She goes, 
Perfect. Ready to pick up. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't be better. Right, what? What? I've literally like had to hang up the phone or or risk like blurting out like my, what's wrong with you. My favorite uh, part of that uh, story is then the other inspections. So we had uh, you know we had to go through the rough inspections, which is uh, so to continue the process. Yes. Once the permits get actually approved, which can be a lot of back and forth, then you actually do the work. And the first step is you call for a rough inspection. Usually there's one inspection for the subcodes, and there might be multiple for buildings. So it could be like a framing inspection and a footing inspection, this and that. Anyways, so we called, the, the plumbing inspection had actually been called for already. And what I recall have, having been happened was that the plumbing inspector was supposed to come, this is before we took over the job, but like just didn't ever, like no one was ever there at the right time. So at least no yeah. one's being like, call me back, call me back. And the plumbing inspector, I guess, came into the building while I think our guys who are not plumbers and the electrician were there and, and had... The stick, so they give you a sticker when you pass. That's what you need to signify that you've passed. A sticker with a guy's initials saying you've passed. Yes. And I think he points at one of the pipes. He walks in the door and says, points at a pipe. This is all new plumbing. I mean, literally everything is new plumbing. He said, is that new? And some guy, no idea, says, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, what the hell are you? And says, okay, great. Fills out the I'm sticker, like, slaps it on the wall, and walk, uh, couldn't get out of there fast. Which just, just to get, I just wish, like, I wish I could convey this perspective, so, like, or this feeling through the mic of, like, how random and how arbitrary because you could go, we've dealt with inspectors. To be clear, not all of them are like that. Some are very serious. And even the building inspector, at least of that job, was a little more serious yeah. than the plumbing. And the electric guy was hilarious. <laughs> Walks in, looks around, doesn't even go to the basement because he's like, ah, my legs are sore and just starts talking about guns. And <laughs> and and he was gone in 20 minutes. Um, but meanwhile, it, it is worth keeping in mind that not every story happens like this, but if you work with building departments, you're going to have story after... Well, I, I, very early on when I started working with you guys, we had to do something maybe with like duct work or something. And I, and I kept trying to check with this building department. So I called somebody and to John's earlier point about sometimes you get receptionists who really know what they're talking about. And sometimes you get ones who know nothing. And to her credit, I was asking her like a very detailed question about what needed to be on the building portion of the permit. And she goes, Oh, sir, I'm really sorry. I just started like a call back in like 30 minutes. And the person uh, who's at, who can answer your question. We'll be back from lunch. I said, great, no problem. Thank you so much. Hang up the phone. 30 minutes later, I call. Same woman picks up. I go, oh, ma'am, it's, it's me again asking about this. She goes, okay, no problem. Yes, she stepped out again. Call me back in 30 minutes and uh, I'm sure she'll be back. I said, great. I hang up the phone. Call back in 30 minutes. Same woman answers the phone. I'm like, I'm sorry. Is there anybody else? <laughs> is there anybody on the floor who knows the answer to this question? Very politely, not like this, but it's just like, it's absurd what you uh, go through. The best, the best is, uh, my favorite is uh, when you need to really talk to one of the subcode officials and their hours are like, uh, like, when can I talk to this guy? It comes in Thursday it's from like, uh, 10 to 12. It's like, it's like, it? it's like <laughs> yeah. he'll, he'll be here uh, tomorrow at like, at at seven fifty. Yeah, like, exactly. Okay. So you call it like seven fifty and it's like he just left. <laughs> he just left. Every <laughs> they have done this to me. Again, I want to say the building department so much. It's so many times. Okay, just call like and they and they, they talk to you as if like they're incredulous. Like, oh, it's so obvious. Like, just call right at noon and you will get them. So I'll call right at noon. Oh, you just missed them. Oh shucks. Just we'll call tomorrow. Door. Can't wait. <laughs> or yeah, I know the schedules are like it's like oh some of the God. Building departments are only open from like ten to two, oh, or the guys only in Monday and Friday for Lord, five minutes. <laughs> I think. I think the other thing that's worth noting too is something to figure out early on is is learn also the tendencies. So, like with one of the building departments we talked about that doesn't pick up the phone a lot, I've actually found that they are. 
they're still somewhat incompetent, but very helpful when you go in person. So look, so yeah. as inconvenient as it can be, there are some building departments where to get through this process, you're just going to have to show face and you're going to have to kind of figure out yeah. who the right people are. And there are some ones where like, I'll peek my head in and say, ah, I don't, I don't want that person. And maybe I'll come back another time. Yeah. It's, it really is like I read a, a people's you, game. I, don't, I think actually Michael dealt with this. I don't know if you're aware of this okay. happening, but at one building oh, department. Tell me in a fact, new story. In fact, one of the building departments we've been speaking of uh, quite frequently. So what you have to do is uh, you go in and you, you know, you pay a fee at, at the end. And, um, you know, usually the fees are pretty sizable. You don't know what the fees are beforehand. And very infrequently, I, I don't think that a lot of these building departments take checks just to begin with. So basically when you show up, you need either cash, um, a cashier's check, or you can use a, a credit card or a debit card. Um, this building department in particular, they had a, uh, a credit card machine and there's a lot of confusion about whether or not debit cards were charged a fee. And uh, Michael, who works for us, uh, who needs to be in this podcast at some point actually, is, uh, is trying to call me and saying, you know, there's going to be like a 3% fee on like many thousands of dollars. I was like, oh my God, I don't want to pay that. But then we figured it out. And I was like, are you sure there's a fee for a debit card? Because a debit card is, you know, normally you don't get to charge a fee. And they said, okay, you know, if we figured it out. There's not a fee for the debit card. So I'm like, great, use the debit card. So Michael calls me up and said, you know, the debit card is being declined. And I'm like, oh, well, okay. You know, it looks like, you know, we have sufficient funds in the checking account for it to work. Okay. So, you know, we have multiple accounts for different projects. Like use this other checking, you know, use this other uh, debit card. I said, oh yeah, that one's also being declined. Uh -huh. like, okay. So, um, so I said, Michael, okay, why don't you come back and you can get a different debit card. I'm sure that this debit card works because I just use it and I see the account. It has, you know, many times the amount of money that we need on it. Uh, so he goes back, gets the third debit card and it still is declined. And at this point, I'm like, well, you know what? It's the actual, the system at the building department. Yeah. The system there. So like, but, well, your other option is you can but, pay the fee. You know, no one, like no one, I was trying to, to, yeah. to convey, I was like, look, your system is broken. Yeah. Like, can, like, is there some other, you know, what, like, like they what were do you so, want from us? they yeah. were so accusatory. They're like, like you keep coming back and your cars don't work. It's <laughs> like, guys, I don't know what to tell you. I like know. the system's broke. It just, it's, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. I think we went to the, the bank and got a cashier's check, which you had to pay like, you know, Twenty dollars for whatever, but you know it's just it's not a big deal. But it's just the they're just so like they couldn't yeah. they couldn't figure it out that it could possibly be that their machine was broken. It's and even even yeah. even it's uh, that is a phenomenal story. I really want we do have to get Michael on for building department stories part two. Um, but like in a nutshell, which we've now said a lot because so many stories just describe the building department process in such beautiful ways. I was in one of the building departments answering a question to just pass the building portion and mm -hmm. finalize the approval of our permits. And I go in, guy's so friendly, and he's the, the head of construction at the building department. And we're chatting about, you know, the, an existing room, not existing room, how we labeled this, how we labeled that, all good. He goes, great, I'm going to put it on the specifically you know, a, a, an act of kindness here, uh, of competent kindness. He says, great, we have this written notes written down. I'm going to put it on the desk of like the person who has to see this. And the person at the front desk turns around and goes, I, I, I can't use names. Uh, let's just call him Joel. Joel, excuse me, we have a process. <laughs> and the construction guy's like, what? like she, this person, the front desk receptionist is like saying this to the head of construction. He's like, what? He's like, you don't put it over on that desk. You bring it to me and I look at it and I review it. And then I give it to you to put it on that desk. And I'm looking at him like, are you out of your mind? Like, what the heck kind of operation are we running here, people? It was, I'm like, I don't think I've told John that one yet. That, that, that happened to me 
two weeks ago. I bet that's the uh, best run building department in the world. I uh, bet it is. I, I'm just actually, okay, I'll tell you. What, that was the one where it was caught in zoning for all those weeks. That was the same building department. So anyway, I know. Like, I love that, They didn't follow the process. Uh, Did someone yeah, put on the zoning department's yes, desk? Uh, that is how it gets caught on desks for three and a half weeks because you got to follow the quote unquote the process. Oh. Uh, look, and I know I feel bad because in some ways we did describe what you should do, but also we've just had fun talking about these experiences. Because, but, but I think the moral that of of this portion of the story is, it truly is a people's business. I mean, it's mm. it's it's actually as ridiculous as it is. It's extra. And, and to be clear, we laugh about it now. It's it can be very stressful in the time. Yeah. Um. Sorry, you you. No, there are a lot of facets of, and, and you know, one thing that I alluded to before, and we'll touch on it very quickly, is um, corruption. So, oh boy, to the extent that um, you know, we think that we live in the West here, and that this doesn't happen. I have never witnessed this myself. Um, and you know, maybe I just never put myself in a position for this to happen. But the idea of bribing building department officials is real, and um, and it happens. And there are building department officials that are in jail, and there are some building departments where when you pull out your wallet to pay, they say, "Oh, like you know, wrong department. You got to go down this, you know, to a different floor, to a different office because that's where we collect the money, and then you come back up because they don't even be affiliated with the money. It's it's such a pervasive problem. Um, and you know, there's a class of expediters, which is its whole another thing, which um, just people that you say you went to high school with the guy, right? And you have friends with him. You can be an expediter because because he knows you. You can get your clients' permits pushed to the head of the line because you're a buddy with him. And the corruption has literally created an industry. Yeah, it's I mean it's above board because you pay these expediters for work, and I don't want to yeah. call them corrupt because it serves a valuable purpose, but. It is what it is, and and so I mean I think we've we've seen that a little bit like one of these projects that we were talking about with where we were the you know, changed the contractor um, we we were the new contractor brought in for a third party project. I guarantee you that the way that they got that permit and the way that the previous contractor was talking about it was there was some exchange there was something going on been. there yeah and you know we were ignorant of it I have no idea what happened but um. Yeah, that, I mean, some, something akin to that has happened. So it's a big problem, um, and it's sad that that it exists. And I don't know what it says about the the industry. I don't know if it's a byproduct of how inefficient it can be or how crazy it can be. But it 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 is it it wouldn't it doesn't. If you go into the space, you'll hear stories about it, and you might see you might see it. So yeah, it's so true. And I and I would I would sort of uh, summarize by saying as well. Um, when you think about the process, one of the reasons John and I aren't going into necessarily the specifics of like ductwork goes under here and like this type of electrical goes in uh, under here is in part because that changes as we alluded to at the beginning, municipality to municipality. But just generally, you know, knowledge is power. And I would say that even for for me, if I'm an individual investor, not the contractor, I think understanding the the permitting process, how building departments work, can actually be really valuable to keep a sort of check on your GC and their. Work work because that way you're informed about the type of timeline things should be taking. So I actually think that this, as fun as I know you're all having with John and I today, can be really helpful, not just for contractors, but also for just standalone investors. Um, You can realize all the crazy stuff that your contractor might be going through depending on the city. So they're not going to tell you all these, you know, bizarre stories, but I mean, like, you know, there could be, I remember again, for this, one of these um, third party projects where, you know, we're there with the, uh, the, the, one of the building inspectors, great guy, um, very helpful, wants to help, which is, uh, which is really good. We're down there kind of in a, in a 
crawl space pointing out stuff. We just kind of spitballing like, ah, maybe you could do this, maybe you could do that, maybe you could do this, maybe you could do that. And you know, we're there trying to just uh, take notes and be like, okay, so maybe we could put in this or not, and you know, trying to do this and that. And yeah. it's just, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, okay. you know, we have a, we have a, uh, uh, we had uh, an inspector. You had an inspector like yeah. that uh, last week at a project, and uh, uh, now we have to interpret what that means. Oh and so we're going to go in and be like. Uh, I'm just so, going to give it my you, best. Uh, let me know? tell you people, sometimes an inspector comes in. Most of them are actually like really friendly, like just, just want to get their job done. But sometimes an inspector comes on a job and you just know, oh boy, this is not going to be fun. Uh, and I want to clarify one thing. I didn't mean, I realized the tenor that we are contractors. So I'm not trying to demonize, oh, like keep an eye on them no matter what. I just sort of mean, generally speaking, it's both helpful to, it's helpful to know how this process works on both sides. But to John's point, it's also helpful to realize that when your contractor says, hey, I'm having some difficulty with the building department, usually they mean it. Yeah, uh, and, and usually too, you know, so when we have an inspection, like we might fail an inspection, right? Exactly. So that means that we're doing a rough inspection or a final inspection and the contractor comes and then says, you didn't pass. And sometimes people look at that and say, oh, well, I did something. I, the contractor, must have done something wrong because yeah. I didn't pass the inspection. Sometimes that's true, but other times it's just that... I. I can't read the mind of a building department. I don't know what they're asking me to do. And say I followed the 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 permit, which again might be one sentence. Yeah. But say I followed that and you know the and the, the the plan to the letter, yeah. I could still fail the inspection for reasons that I couldn't anticipate. And that might cost me a week or two weeks or three weeks in the process. And yeah, that's money for my client or for myself or, you know, for whatever, but it's just the way that it is. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know, I, I, you could say go with an experienced contractor and sometimes it helps, but I've been amazed. I mean, you know, we've, I haven't been doing this for so long, but I would say the stuff has come up that I've never seen before. But yeah. Okay, I didn't and know to, that. And to that point as well, uh, it shouldn't be underrated how difficult it can be to schedule things with oh building departments. <laughs> I mean, we, I, 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 I got last two things because we really got to get going. But um, one, there, there are two aspects of this. There's a building department, a building department, that's my mm. new, new favorite description, that when you try to schedule an electrical rough inspection, probably is the same thing with final, for some reason, they're so booked, or maybe their inspectors come so infrequently, which is probably more likely, that they can only schedule a month in advance. So you think, oh, great, here's a solution. I'll call early and say, you know, we're going to be done in a week. Why don't we put us on the books? And that'll, you know, in, in the process, begin to speed things up. No, no, no. I call and I try to do that. And, and they, their basic response is just go bleep yourself, call us when you're ready. Mm. And it just goes to show like their their goal is actually not to be, and I'm, by the way, I'm not blaming the individual workers there. It's just the process, I guess. But their goal is almost to slow you down as much as possible. Well, my favorite, I think it's the same building department, is uh, you'll call them up and they answer, the, they're, they're answering, when they pick up the phone, if they pick up the phone, the Always first word they say is, permit number. And if you say, oh, hi, I'm actually asking about a question. About, let's say permit number. And they'll say, uh, well, I don't have a permit. I'm asking about the question. And they're yeah, like, yeah. can you give me the permit number? Yeah. They're like, uh, I, don't, I don't know. And, that's, and that's, that's know your audience, right? You, you learn how that works. There was something else though about that that I wanted to say too. I can't remember what it was. The permit number story? Well, the, was it a permit number story? It was something to do with scheduling. But I, I, for the life oh, of me, I, I mean, can't the remember. schedule, I mean, you, you yeah. know, it, it, it's, uh, there's so many, there's so many building departments in North Jersey are like the wild, wild West. The wild West. And you got to love it. You yeah. got to just embrace it. You can't stress uh, or, about or, it. Or, or it'll, or you it'll eat you alive. It. You can't stress about it. <laughs> yeah. And it just, uh, it's the way that it is. And you got to, to your point, Ben, and I think you've mentioned this in a number of episodes. It's a very important point is that real estate is a relationship business. It's a relationship game. And it is with these guys too. And, uh, honestly, like being nice to an inspector when he shows up, 
Oh, I mean, that's going to go a long way. I've had, you know, you try to find what they're interested in. You don't talk about sports, politics, whatever, you know, talk about it. And, uh, we, you know, I passed, we passed inspection one time. We were very nervous about it. And the guy showed up. He was in a hurry. He wanted to talk about some topic. And I talked about the topic, spent 45 seconds there, left, <laughs> ready to go. You know, it's just one of the, and if he yeah. wasn't, and I'm not saying that he didn't do a good job or we did a bad job. I'm just saying that, you know, it just so happened that I caught him in a good mood and we moved on. And you know, what's funny about that story because that's, I met that guy a while later oh, for a follow-up and I was on- a great guy, right? He's a great, a very yeah. nice guy. I love speaking in generalities. And I was on the phone with the receptionist at a town very nearby and he heard what town I was talking about. He goes, oh, is that X person? I go, yeah. He goes- Tell her Bill says hi. So I said, oh, uh, Bill from X Town says hi. Said, oh, my God, Bill. Is <laughs> you want to talk about a relationship business, like these people talk. So just, yeah. just watch your you gotta, back. You got to own it, too. That's something I was, I was really yeah. recently is like when you walk in, if you if you kind of know what you're doing or act like you know what you're doing, they'll defer to you because uh, yeah. this guy came in to me at a different town and okay. uh, for an inspection and came in and said, what do you need from me? Which is a great, which is a nice thing to be said for me because it's kind of like, uh, you know, the 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 real relationship is that I, I you know, I'm, he, I, I just do whatever he wants me to do more or less but he wanted to say what do you need for me and i said well i need you to sign off on this one thing and he looked at me and says oh, i'm gonna sign off. and that's a nice dynamic because when when that approach you know when you do that it's like i'm in charge right i'm i need i need for you i want to do the right thing we both want to do the right thing but i need for you to look that i've done the right thing and sign off from it and exactly. that, that's nice right the difference is when someone comes in and said here's why you messed up right yeah. i'm in charge and you messed up in the following ways that's a bad position to be in and you know the building department's yeah, they're a revenue generating source, but at the end of the day, they're there for safety. You know, they're they're there for code enforcement, uh, which means that they want to make sure it's safe and they want to make sure that stuff looks, you know, in the context of the neighborhood, okay, and that you're doing what you said you're going to do. So that's what they want, and we're both trying to get there. And different people have different ways of doing it. So, so. true. I will let it end on that poignant note. People are different. People are different. Every ELE baby. Everybody love everybody. Mm. Mm. Over and out. Thanks for listening, guys. For the folks listening at home, make sure you subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on the Brick by Brick, that's Brick X Brick, Facebook and Instagram. Thanks so much for listening.